Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tanya Judgment Podcast, episode 32. Glad you can make it. We appreciate you coming back. If you're uh, one of our revolving door customers or if you're new to the to the cast, welcome. We, uh, we'll take you in with open arms, if you will. Hope everybody's had a great week. We had to skip last week. For some reason, I had this uh, this fucking head cold, man. It was kicking my ass. I thought it was COVID for a while, you know? Like, three guys at our workshop, they all had the COVID again and shit like that. And, you know, every morning I'm giving these guys knocks and shit like that. I'm going, I've got COVID for sure, you know? But by the grace of God, I did not. I tested negative. On the way into work on, uh, I think it was Thursday. I just woke up. You know when you wake up and you just feel like a bag of dicks? You know? Just feel awful. You're stuffed up. Your head hurts. You slept like dog shit. You know, the last thing you want to do is work, you know? But you have to. Part of you wants COVID so you can just fucking go home. You know what I mean? You're like, I, I don't even care. You know what I mean? At this point, if I die, just let me go home. Anything but work right now. You know, I'm just not in the fucking mental or physical capacity to get this day done. You know, that was kind of, that's where I was at. It was just really, really rough. But went to work, had an okay day, you know, went home. Uh, I had to pack all my shit, you know, I mean, if I was going to record the podcast, guys, it would have sounded like dog shit, I would have been panting and fucking sniffling and everything else, it would have just, it would have been a sick cast, that's what it would have been, it wouldn't have been a podcast, it would have been a fucking sick cast, and we don't do that here on Tainted Judgment, we want to give you guys the most top tier entertainment possible, you know? That's what we're all about. Good fashion, family fun, you know? So I'm glad that we can uh, we can try to make fu- make up for it here, you know, this uh, lovely Monday evening. Going to post it tonight, so at least Tuesday you guys will have something. Uh, I'll actually have to record another one either tomorrow or Wednesday night because uh, we're headed back north uh, Thursday night, so... Typical recording fashion is going to be disturbed. The winter has come late, which is great. Uh, Soph and I went up to New Hampshire this past weekend. We rented the cabin an extra week. Uh, Kind of a gamble, you know. You don't really know how it's going to work out, but it worked out beyond flawlessly. Uh, A little sketchy, you know. So we knew going up there that we were going to hit a little bit of... uh, you know, a little bit of snow, shit like that. Not on the way up, but we knew overnight snow was, you know, going to come in. And, you know, we didn't really know how much we were going to wake up to. It, all they were saying was that it was going to be a winter storm, which, you know, if anything, like, you know, last, well, I think it was either last week or the week before, they said the same thing. They're going to get two feet of snow. It's going to be gnarly. And, you know, they got two inches up there, you know, and down here it rained. It's just, it's. They don't know, you know, it's New England. It's New England. If you don't live here, for those that don't live in New England, you really just can't comprehend the weather here. You know, it's it's absolutely fucking insane. Mount Washington, which is the highest 
elevation peak in the Northeast. You know, that has the most unpredictable weather in the world, you know? Worse than Everest, worse than just about anywhere, Kilimanjaro, worse than anywhere else on the planet. And that's actually a fact. I'm not just talking it up. Like, that's actually known recorded shit. It's it's just the craziest thing, you know? So our meteorologist, like, you wake up in California. It's like, okay, guys, today's sunny. Tomorrow's going to rain for an hour. Boom, boom, boom. And I guarantee you it's going to be right on the fucking money, down to the minute. If he says it's going to rain tomorrow like a bastard at 3.43 in the afternoon, by God, it's going to do it, you know? Here, if they're like, yeah, tomorrow's going to be sunny, it's going to be beautiful, we're in the middle of July, nothing can go wrong, bam, we'll have a freak snowstorm, fucking gale force winds, just fucking raining like a bastard. I mean, it just gets crazy for no reason, for no reason. It's just totally obnoxious, totally fucking unnecessary, you know what I mean? We, we don't need it, but it's what we got to deal with, you know? You, you grow to love it, you know? Uh, but basically, we went up there Friday, uh, well, yeah, Friday night after work. Didn't have not one flake of snow, so I'm starting to get a little nervous. There's really not too much snow on the ground. I'm like, ah, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? And I mean, you know, I was going up with her, so it wasn't going to be a balls-to-the-wall ride anyway, but, you know, where, you know, we need snow. We can't go out on dirt. We can't go out on really thin conditions. It's, it's worse, you know. Uh, long story short, we ended up waking up and uh, we woke up to a fuck ton of snow. I mean, it was insane. Like, I don't know what the numbers were, but let me put it to you like this. When I showed up at the house, I shoveled about eight inches. When I woke up, I shoveled like another like foot. Then we went out, we rode all day, I came back, I had to shovel like another, it seemed like another six inches, you know? I mean, it was fucking insane, you know? And we actually had the the polar opposite of not having enough snow on the trail. We actually had too much snow. I mean, it was a little dangerous, to, to, to be honest, you know? And when we woke up and we got on the sleds, her and I, you know, and this is supposed to be like an easy mosey around kind of day, have a good time, take in the sights, whatever. Um, But, I mean, almost immediately it turned into, like, a a shit show, you know? Um, We went up to, uh, you know, we went up to one of the areas that we usually go to uh, to feed the birds and take in all the sights. And, I mean, it was, you know, you're talking about, like, a straight-up vertical slope on one of these trails leading up to the spot. And there were like legit five foot snow drifts. The trail was like not even there. All morning we were I was basically making the trail. Um, I mean it was it was a lot and she was <laughs> she was scared. We got up to the top and I mean, you know, there was one group that was coming down as we were going up, and I mean it's a steep drop off right on the side of you. I mean, we got up there, and she was just shaking, and I mean, she was really nervous, and I I regretted bringing her up there, but I mean, you know, you don't know until you go type of deal, and once you get on a hill, and there's a cliff to your right, and five-foot snow drifts, and and a straight-up incline of the mountain right to your left, you really don't have much room to do anything. You can't turn around. 
because that trail section is like four feet wide. I mean, it's just, it's rough, you know, so you got to just stick it out, and we did. I give her a lot of credit. I mean, this was like, it had me sweating. So the fact that she made it up there and everything like that, you know, let's give a round of applause to Sophie. Yeah, come on, clap it up. Let's go. You know what I mean? Good job. But, you know, seriously, I mean, it was it was fucking nuts. But, uh, you know, but we had a great day, went out, had a, had a lot of fun, took her around. Uh, we went to an event up there. Uh, was great, had lunch, rode back. We ended up getting back to the house and... Uh, her sled can have two people on it. So she hopped on the back. I hopped on the front and I told her, oh, we're just going to go around the block real quick. I knew damn well we weren't. We were to go back out for a while. Uh, but I tricked her, went out and, uh, rode around. I gotta be honest with you. I thought, God, this is gonna fucking suck, you know? And I kind of was like, damn, but I wanted to see what it was like to ride with somebody on the back. I've only heard nothing but bad things about it. And, the sled that I got for her is like a tank. It's just big. One of the biggest engines you could possibly have. I mean, it's just, it's got the, the, the second seat on the back. I mean, it's just a fucking tank, you know? And uh, it went like amazing. I mean, it was it was probably the most fun that I had all day, actually. And I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. So I'm And I'm actually looking forward to doing it again, you know? It's kind of nice to just have her on the back and just go wherever the fuck you want, you know? It's it's just kind of peaceful in a way. But really good time, really good time. I want to bring up something. So, you know, when you're in the car and you're with somebody and you're kind of talking, you know, we got to drive four and a half hours. Really, it turns, you know, with stopping and gas and whatever and chit-chat and, you know, it usually turns into a five-hour ride almost every time, sometimes longer, especially with traffic. We hit traffic on the way up. We hit traffic on the way back. Not bad, you know what I mean? Not terrible, but probably about a half an hour worth of traffic each way, you know? So on our way back, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my uncle, and we're kind of making a plan for a meeting that we're going to have. We've been kind of, kind of riffing about it and talking about it, shit like that. And, you know, I knew it was scheduled for Monday morning. I didn't end up getting back until, like, I think it was, like, 7 o'clock last night. You know, it was was a long, long ride. A lot of traffic, a lot of bullshit. I'm in traffic on uh, 293. I'm having a fucking face war with this broad and a Tesla on the side of me. You know, she's in the back seat, and she's making, like, scary faces and shit. She's got to be like probably 25 years old or something like that. And she's got the audacity to try to have a fucking scary face war with me. So I put her in a fucking place. You know what I mean? I, I showed her my fangs. You know, I'm I'm gnawing my face up and I'm, I'm showing her my claws. You know what I mean? I'm getting nasty with it. I'm getting fucking real nasty, you know? And uh, I ended up putting my helmet on. Because I go, you know, because now she's really pissing me off. We, we're passing each other. We did it like four fucking times. And then like the final time I go, you know what? I'm going to own this broad right here, right now and end this whole thing, you know? So I reach in the backseat. I grab my snowmobile and helmet. I throw that motherfucker on. I am so excited, you know? We're passing people. They're looking at us. They're like, you know, taking double takes. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? You know what I mean? What is his, you know? 
And uh, wouldn't you know it, we get jammed up in traffic. Her lane goes forward, and she gets off the fucking exit. So I'm still calling a W for me, you know? I don't know. Sophie said it didn't count because I didn't get to show her. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? That's just me, but it is what it is. But anyway, we're in the car. We're discussing different things. We're talking about the wedding, and we're talking about this. And, you know, like I said, I was talking to my uncle about this meeting, and he goes, hey, man, you know, can you come in uh, about, you know, 40? No, actually, I mean, it's about an hour and a half early for me. So I'm like, are you serious? You know, is this a fucking joke? You know, because, I mean, again, I'm, I'm driving. I had a long weekend. You know what I mean? I'm tired, whatever. So I'm not going to get up if it's a fucking goof. But if it's serious, I got to do what I got to do. So he says, no, I'm, I'm dead serious, you know. So I said to her, I go, yeah, I go, you know, I'm going to have to wake up at the ass crack of dawn tomorrow morning. So just, you know, be be ready for that. I don't want to fuck up your sleeping, whatever. You know what I mean? I might leave without saying goodbye to you, whatever, you know. So I said on the way in, I'm probably going to have to stop and get a fucking coffee. And her head kind of like snaps at me. She's like, what do you mean get a coffee? And I go, yeah. I go, you know, I'm going to stop and, and grab a coffee. She goes, from where? Like Duncan? I go, fuck no. I said, I'm going to go to McDonald's like an American. And she says, McDonald's. And I'm like, listen to me. Listen to me. McDonald's coffee. If you haven't had McDonald's coffee, shut the fucking podcast off. Get in the car. Drive down and go get yourself a a hot cup of Joe. I don't give a fuck if it's six in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning, Eight o'clock at night, fucking midnight. I want you to get in the car, go down, and get coffee. They got it all day long. They don't stop, and they can't stop, you know? And she says to me, she goes, yeah, but you don't even drink coffee. And I'm, you know, I'm like, no, no, this is true, because I don't. You know, everybody asks me that. You know, you don't drink coffee, you know? And I go, listen, I don't want to get... I don't want to get dependent on anything. I don't drink alcohol, if you, if you can believe this. You know, you're probably listening to this saying this guy is fucking hammered or he's he's on a bean or he's something. You know, this guy's out of his fucking mind. But the reality is, guys, I don't do anything. The only vice that I have in my life is drinking a nice cold pop with every meal. You know, get me a Coca-Cola and we're good. You know what I mean? I am all set for the evening. We go to a bar. I'm getting a fucking Coke. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll get a little fancy Dr. Pepper. You know what I mean? Uh, no moxie. I got the, the the moxie shirt. I wear it around as a goof. But I would never in my life give that to anybody I love willingly. But, you know, I, I don't want to be dependent. I see so many people. Like my friend, like Nick. He was on last podcast. You know, this fucking guy make so many dirty dishes at the rental property. It's fucking insane, man. Every morning, he's got to get up. This Now, this is his thing. He's got to get up. He's got to grab a brand new coffee mug. He's got to put a K-cup thing in the fucking uh, machine. He drinks the fucking K-cup. Then he takes a plate, makes an English muffin with peanut butter, which he knows I'm allergic to. You know, if I fucking... If I, for some reason, just touch the plate and touch my mouth, I'm fucking dead. You know what I mean? In the middle of Colebrook, 
I mean, where's the common sense here? And if he doesn't drink that coffee, he is like, he's like a fucking gremlin. You know what I mean? I mean, you got to see him. His eyes, like, they go, like, deep-socketed in his head. You know what I mean? And his nasally voice goes deep like this here. You know, he's going, I don't want to fucking clean the house. You do it. You know what I mean? Wait, normally he's talking like this. You know, I mean, he's like a fucking wild creature. And it's not just him. It's everybody. Oh, you know, what's the first thing that people say as an icebreaker when you see them in the morning and they do something fucking dumb? They're like, they just sawed their arm off. Oh, excuse me, I haven't had my coffee yet. Yeah, well, you know, you should have thought about that, shithead. You shouldn't be dependent on caffeine first thing in the morning, you know? Like me, I'm not dependent on coffee. So first thing in the morning, I mean, literally, my alarm goes off. Bam, I am up. I am ready to go. I am cock locked and ready to rock. And I mean, I'm 100% awake and ready to rock, you know? Now, in the middle of the night, Sophie's fucking hit me on the couch. Get up, get up. We got to go to bed. Get off the fucking couch. Of course, I'm going to be groggy. Of course, it's going to be a problem. But in the morning, after an awful night's sleep, I am up and at him, as they say, you know? So why would I want to forfeit that? To drink something. And this is where I'm getting. This is what I'm getting at here. The conversation. This is what we mainly got to. You know. I don't want to be dependent on something. And be dependent on something that doesn't taste good. You know what I mean? And that's the thing with coffee. And she says. You know. She's saying to me that everybody loves the way that coffee tastes. And I said no, no, no. Let me stop you right there. And this is a real point of contention because, you know, up until this point, we're having a good ride. I'm making a laugh. She's making me laugh. You know, I mean, we're having we're having the best time that we could be possibly having in that fucking car driving five hours south in, you know, an hour's worth of traffic. You know, I mean, hungry, starving, you know, just a brutal situation, but we're having fun. But now she makes a comment like that. Oh, everybody that drinks coffee actually loves it. Because I said, people drink coffee, but they don't enjoy it. It's fucking nasty. You know, and she says the opposite. And I, and she, I said, listen, I'll give you an example. Last night, we watched Open Season. If you've ever seen the movie, it's on Netflix right now. It'll probably be on there for the next six months or something like that. It's a funny animated movie. Martin Lawrence is the bear. Ashton Kutcher's The Deer. I mean, even if you're not with your kids, whatever, it's still a funny movie to watch. It's like watching Over the Hedge. You're gonna fucking laugh. You know what I mean? Dennis Leary, Bruce Will. I mean, come on, guys. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna set you up for failure. We're family. That's the whole point of this fucking podcast. You know what I mean? I want you guys to trust me and respect my opinion. This is what I do. So I said, what did we do last night? We watched a movie. In one of the scenes... They're breaking into a fucking a Cumberland Farms, and he grabs a cup of coffee. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. He broke into the dumpster behind the Cumberland Farms, grabs a cup of coffee, the deer, Elliot, Ashton Kutcher, takes a swig of it. He goes, ugh. Takes another swig of it. He goes, ugh. Takes another swig of it. Gross. And then he takes another sip of it, and he goes, it's delightful. It's like energy in a cup or some bullshit like that. That is the experience of coffee to a T. 
and I've seen this everywhere. I've seen this on commercials. I've seen this in movies. I've seen this on fucking Broadway. I mean, I've seen it everywhere. I literally, there's a scene in the Phantom of the Opera. You go to fucking Broadway. Where better to watch a play than Broadway? You're there. Boom, there's a scene. The Phantom's over there. He's fucking around in the, in the, in the shadows. What's he doing? Drinking a coffee. He goes, Pfft. he spits it the fuck out because it's disgusting. That's why. Nobody actually likes the taste of coffee. This is the argument I have with people that drink beer, too. You know, they go, oh, why don't you want to try this fucking... It takes... This is what they always try to get me with, right? For some reason, everybody wants me to try alcohol, you know? And it's like, I say, why the fuck would I want to put something in my mouth that tastes so nasty... That it literally just it, it it just bombs my taste buds for hours, literally hours at a time after I try something. I don't give a shit if it's an IPA. I don't give a shit if it's a a Corona, an Old Duels, a Bex, uh, 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 India Pale Ale. I don't care. It's all fucking garbage, you know. And they go, yeah, but you're not drinking it for the taste. You're drinking it for the buzz, or you keep drinking it because it's hot out. Or it's always some bullshit excuse, but at the core of it, it's that they agree that it's nasty. You know, and this is the argument I'm having. I mean, we were going at it for about an hour over the situation. Because I'm going, no, you're wrong. Coffee's fucking disgusting, you know? It tastes like... It, it, it tastes like you pissed in a cup. And then you put it on the side, you know, you left it on a job site. And then a fucking skunk breaks into the job site, looks at the bottle, goes, hey, somebody pissed in a bottle over here, you know, and left it under the vanity. Opens it up, takes your shit in it, stirs it up, and leaves it there. Then the next guy comes by and drinks it, thinking it's fucking chocolate milk, and goes, oh, you know what? This is far out. No, it's nasty, period. And if you're a coffee drinker, please tap in. Please respond. I want to I want to like hold the tally to prove to her that this is actually the case cuz I refuse to give in with this. And Dunkin Donuts coffee, you know, I said that McDonald's coffee is good because again, it's disgusting. But when you compare it to the other options available, it is absolute pleasure you know like for example you go to dunkin donuts you know uh every morning we've got at the shop dunkin donuts coffee now you know i'm forever grateful i'm not one of those guys you know what i mean oh fucking why we gotta get that you know what i mean listen it's there it does the job i drink it you know every now and then i'll grab a cup but at the heart of it it's disgusting dunkin donuts coffee and if you're a representative of Dunkin' Donuts or whatever the case may be, you got to get it together. Your coffee tastes like fucking cat piss. Really, I mean, seriously, it's not a joke, you know? I'd rather drink a fucking Heineken than than drink a coffee, you know what I mean? A Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And I don't care what you do to how much shit you throw into it, you know? I usually, if, I, if I'm drinking a coffee in the morning, very rarely will I put creamer in it. Usually, I'll actually drink it black with a couple sugars or three sugars, whatever. You know what I mean? Just to give it a little bit of thing. If I'm going to drink coffee, 
I want the real thing, you know? But it's just so gross and it has such a nasty aftertaste. Now, you go over to McDonald's, there's no nasty aftertaste. It doesn't hit your tongue and you don't like... Like when I drink Dunkin' Donuts coffee, like my my nostrils, they flare out. And my upper lip like flips. It go. It just curls inside out. It's fucking. I mean, you gotta see it. It looks like I'm go, like I'm. You ever seen Predator with uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Fucking that that guy. You know, he pulls the fucking mask off, and he's got like these like little arms for his mouth and shit. Just and he goes, "You ugly mother!" Boom, and it like blows up. That's what I look like. I look like the fucking Predator from the Predator movie. It's just disgusting. You don't want to see that. You know, meanwhile, you go to McDonald's like an American, like a gentleman. You get the coffee. You have him throw whatever the fuck you like in it, and you're off and running. You're good. There's no problems. You know what I mean? It's lovely. But long story short, I never even made it to fucking to McDonald's or even Dunkin'. I, I literally was like, for some reason, I was just running like wicked, wicked behind this morning. It's always on those mornings where I got to get up early. Now, me, isn't it so weird how when you're going somewhere you enjoy, bam, you're fucking up, you're awake, you're sprite. Like if I was going riding, man, and I had to, I mean, back in the day, going to the racetrack, hey, we got to be up at 3 a.m., we got to be out the door at 4, so we're at, we're in New Jersey for 9 o'clock. No problem, chief. I'm up at fucking three. I'm like just go checking over my luggage. Bam. I mean, like, again, no coffee, just ready to go, you know. But when it comes to work, there's something, something psychological that just flips in human beings. It's just it's uncontrollable. You say, ah, it's just you're fucking lazy. No, it's it has nothing to do with laziness. It's literally something embedded. We, we just don't want to do it. So we just bam, you know, it, it just our brains like, nah. Nah, you know, I don't know. I hate it. Drives me nuts. So I didn't even get to get the fucking coffee. It is what it is. I showed up. There was donuts there. I had one donut and uh, and a bottle of water, which was nice. So, you know, had a great meeting, success, successful meeting, a uh, lot of good shit in there. So glad we did it, you know, but it, it was it was rough. It was definitely rough uh, getting to work and, and, and getting engaged. I mean, luckily for me. I was listening to my fucking tunes, full bore, full blast. You know, that's my method in the morning. I get in my truck. I drive out of my driveway. By the time I'm out of my driveway, I've got like either Black Sabbath or fucking uh, Led Zeppelin just full turn. I mean, you ever seen Spinal Tap where he says, you know, my amps go up to 11. It's like a fucking joke. That is me first thing in the morning. Crank it. Get me in the mood. I usually can't hit all the notes for like the first like 10 minutes. But then my voice warms up. I'm hitting the fucking notes. Now I'm ready to go to war. I am ready for whatever the day has to give me, you know. But, you know, it was just it was it was it was like running up a hill this morning. It was fucking rough. Shout out to uh, shout out to Kate Bush. Running up the hill. But, you know, tap in. I want to hear about how you guys feel on coffee. Because for me, I just know it's fucking nasty. And I mean, you know, listen. I'm everybody's cousin. 
every one of you guys is a cousin to me, you know? So let's be cousinly. Let's be honest. And, you know, let's not be cousinly if you're from the South. You know what I mean? Are you guys a little too uh, touchy-feely? You know, why go across town when you can grow across the hall type mentality shit? You know what I mean? I love you crazy bastards, but just, you know what I mean? Don't touch me. Just back up, you know? Send me a text message. Send me a, a a Venmo, you know, whatever. But just don't don't touch me, you know. But um, but we got back after that long cat and dog fight, if you will, you know, over fucking coffee. It's always over the most mundane things, you know, that we get into these little riffs about, you know. And uh, but that's life, you know. Anytime you have an argument, at the end of it. Like a day later and you think about it and you're like, oh, I'm gonna fucking, I just want to wring their neck, you know. You think about it and you go, wow, that was so stupid. You know, nine out of ten times you're like, damn, that was dumb, you know. And it like, it makes you really think, like, you got to think things through. Before you make a big issue about something, you got to think it through. And I try to do that. I really do. You know, I'm like, do I really want to jump down this guy's throat for this? Is it really that worth it, you know? Nine times out of ten it is, but also nine times out of ten it's not. Doesn't make any sense. The math doesn't jive, but you get what I'm trying to say, you know? Like like today, I'm driving around, and I'm just, I was in a ranting mood. I was in a good mood. All day I was in good spirits. We had a great meeting this morning. We touched on all the topics I wanted to touch on. Uh, my uncle and I, it was great. You know what I mean? Very, very by the book. You know, very, very eloquent. Now, I get in my truck. I'm in a great mood. Spirits are high. We go to a couple of jobs. Bang them out. Easy peasy. Um, and we had to drive through Cumberland, Rhode Island. Now, I don't know where you're from. You know, we've got listeners We're tapping into every market at this point. We've got listeners in Canada, Mexico, America, the Philippines, Madrid, Russia, China. I mean, you name it, we're slowly, the dots are starting to go up on the board and we're starting to branch out a little bit. And I I can't thank you guys enough for that. Seriously, like over the past month, my listenership has gone up substantially. I mean, we're like... We're climbing, and I appreciate all the help and keep spreading the word and everything like that. But back to the story. We're driving through Cumberland, and I'm saying to myself, I go, you know, I'm saying to to, to the helper that I got, you know, well, my partner. I say to him, I go, you know, we have got, this has got to be the safest fucking town in America. He goes, what, what makes you say that? I go, in the past five minutes of driving through this town, we have seen three cops. I go, and watch. We're going to drive up here, and right on the right, there's a little dirt mound. I go, and right behind it, there's going to be a cop. He goes, you think so? I said, of course I know. I know this. It's not I think. I know. Watch. And sure as shit, we're driving, and the fucking cop... He's not in the spot, so I, was, I wasn't I was 100% right, but he was turning into the spot. So he's going to pull in, do a little loop-de-loop, pull around so he can sit there and fucking bang anybody that comes by. 
you know? And I'm like, you know, and for those that don't know, Cumberland is like middle class, you know, some areas are, are middle class, other areas like, you know, out like in the farmlands, is a, you know, you get acreage out there. You know, you, get, you buy a house, get a couple acres, you know, 2,500 square feet. You know, I mean, they're bigger houses. You know what I mean? It's kind of the top, you know, upper middle class. Some houses go really crazy stupid. I'll buy Diamond Hill. Who the fuck would want to live in a million or buy or build a million dollar plus mansion on Diamond Hill Road? If you want to do that, I mean, you need fucking counseling, you know? So what I'm getting at is that overall, the demographics are not like it's not poor, slummy, filthy, stinky, dirty. I mean, it's a, it's an okay town. There isn't really a part of Cumberland where you drive through and you go, shit, this is fucking crazy. No, 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 it's not like that. However, everywhere you go, there is cops everywhere. And they're not driving around. They're fucking popped with the radar guns and the binoculars, you know? I, it's just like, what is the point? Why are we allowing them to do this, you know? I said to my to my guy, I go, if I was the fucking chief of police and I drove around, and I'm, I'm not even kidding, guys. This is the sequence of cop cars. I drove by a restaurant. There was a cop car sitting in there. Obviously, the restaurant is closed. It's fucking, it's like 8 in the morning. Cop car. Two driveways down. Coffee shop. Cop car. Two doors, actually, it was more like four doors down. I'm going to be accurate here. I want to I try to be, I don't want to over-exaggerate. Four doors down, approximately, there's a fucking uh, a gas station. Cop car. I'm going, why? If I was the chief of police, I would pull over and go, are you guys out of your fucking minds? What are you doing? This is a waste of gasoline. I would say, where's, you know what? I would call the fucking clubhouse. I would go, you, you, and you, go home right now. We're shifting shifts around. We're laying people the fuck off. We're sending people to other departments that need it because clearly we've got just too much going on. It's fucking bizarre. It's it's just bonkers, you know? I mean, they're everywhere. And if you've driven through this area, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Menden Road might as well just be a fucking three-mile-long police station, you know? Park wherever you want, but just know you're in the presence of a cop, you know? It's just, it's awful. And I look around, right? And this has always been my stance. I don't like, you know you know me, guys. I don't want to get political. I don't want to fucking, I don't want to get into that. I don't want people not listening to me because they don't like what I have to say. But this is this is my take. So just just vibe with me for fucking five minutes. And if you don't like it, you know, skip through it, whatever. But listen, my take on, on police brutality and all this shit. I'm not going to get into, you know, what's justified, what's not. I, I That's... That's not even for me to decide, and it's probably not for you to decide. That's for the, the, the specialists and the litigators to decide, right? But in my opinion, right, a fucking cop, especially like in a place like Cumberland, right, why do we have three police officers, well, four if you count the one that was pulling into the lot, within one and a half square miles, all parked on the side of the road, 
looking for people with driving infractions. Why are we, why are us taxpayers, I don't live in Cumberland, okay, but I would be fucking pissed if this is what's going on. And I mean, this is this is town for town. Why are we paying police officers to sit in the fucking car to catch us doing the most mundane, non-dangerous offenses on the fucking planet? You know? And what gets me going is like they're sitting there burning all of this fuel. And if you know anything about cars and emissions and everything like that, you know, especially with all the emission shit, whether you're a fucking, uh, you know, a tree hugger, I'm sorry, but this is the fucking truth here. When a car sits with all these emissions, especially diesel vehicles, they get gummed up. You got excess carbon buildup inside the motor. They pop within half of what the normal lifespan of a fucking engine is. Remember the good old days where you could drive a fucking car for 200,000 miles, adjust the valves a little bit once you got there, throw a new distributor cap on, change the fucking oil, and you're off to the races. Remember how nice that was, the good old days, a.k.a. fucking up until about, you know, 12, 15 years ago? Yeah, that was really nice. Well, now they got these cop cars sitting there. Why do you think they're so clapped out and always broken and the fucking cars are brand new? Because they're sitting in the car for, you know, six hours out of their fucking eight-hour shift doing fuck all, doing nothing, nothing, but trying to catch you while you're trying to get to work. When you're trying to do the most important shit in your life at that time, they are going to get you. Surprise. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're doing five over. They're going to fucking grab you, so watch out, you know? It's just, it makes no sense to me. In my mind, get them out of the fucking car. Put them on crosswalks. Have them, you know, bring back the beat cops. Remember the fucking beat cops walking around? You know, maybe they got a bike or something like that. Somebody snatches a fucking purse. Uh, guess guess who's going to catch the fucking perpetrator who snatches a purse and takes off on foot? Not the fucking guy that's sleeping on Menden Road in his cop car in the fucking Gadari fucking uh, uh, driveway. No, 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 no. It's going to be the guy, the beat cop, or the innocent bystander that sees it goes, Hey, you stop there. I mean, these guys are doing nothing but breaking balls. And my favorite thing of all time Every time I have ever gotten pulled over in my life, and I've been driving about uh, about 10 years now probably, right? And in those 10 years, it has been every time I've gotten pulled over, which is probably like three or four times, I am the only asshole getting picked out who isn't being a bigger jerk than the rest. I get picked out, meanwhile, everybody else is flying by or doing crazy lane changes or they got their boombox turned up or they got tint so fucking black that you literally don't even know that there's a car there when it's nighttime. I mean, it's like, it's fucking insane and I get picked out for what, for what, 
you know? Yeah, I'm Hispanic. But I don't put off the aura like I'm Hispanic. I don't necessarily look Hispanic. So I can't I can't blame it on that. That's not I'm not that type of guy, you know? It it's it's just this is what they do. You know? I'll see one of these cops sitting there. Somebody will be coming. I'm going, oh, my God, he's going to bump this guy off. Watch, he's going to fucking get him. Zoom, the guy goes by. I'm I'm sitting there looking at my rearview mirror, not paying attention to my front. I could cause a fucking collision because I'm so excited for this cop car to pull out. You know, and to go get this guy and fucking nail him. Nope. Never, ever happens. So my take is get these guys out of the fucking car. Either keep them in the station, put them on the street doing actual shit that will benefit fucking society, and stop pulling over people looking for reasons to fucking give them a ticket or to break their balls. A headlight out? Are you fucking kidding me? Enough. Enough. You know? A tail light out? A, a fucking uh, a light for the, for, the, um, for the license plate is out? Or tent. Can you believe that in 2023, we are still getting pulled over for having fucking tent? You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, if you've got tent, who gives a shit? But if you get pulled over and you don't put all your wind, if you have tent and you don't put all your windows down, then you should get a citation. Because now you're putting the cop's life in danger. Listen. I sympathize. I'm not saying that I would be gung-ho to walk up to a car that was fully fucking tinted down. I would not. In fact, when a car that's tinted down pulls up on the side of me, I'm fucking slinking into my seat. I'm going, who's that? That's just how I am. I was raised to fucking pay attention. I'm not some fucking guy that lives in this fantasy world. Oh, my God. The guy's going to pull over and and offer me a fucking pinwheel. No, no. He's going to pull a gun out and shoot me in the fucking face. You know, that's the life that that's the world that I I mentally live in, you know? So I'm not saying I you know that these guys should be like, oh, who gives a shit about tent? You know, I'll walk up to any car. No, no. If you don't open the windows, all of them down. When I get pulled over, this is what I do. Check it out. When I get pulled over, guys, I pull over, I put my hazards on, I put Every window down. When I had my F-150, had the little rear sliding glass. I even opened the rear sliding glass. What the fuck is the cop going to see through that? I don't know, but I did it anyway. Then I put all the lights on in the cab. And then this is the craziest part. This is what fucking blows people's minds. I take my hands. I put them at 10 and 2. I stare straight forward, and I don't do anything until the cop comes up to the window. Now, if you do that, you're in pretty good fucking stead with the Lord. You know what I mean? But now, if the cop is walking over, you tinted the fuck down, you crack it just like a, a you know, two inches down. If I was a cop, I'm going to have my hand in the fucking gun, too. You know what I mean? And you probably would, too, because you're going, all right, what's going on here? Those people should get a, a citation for having tent. You want to fuck around, you want to play the games. That is fine. But, I mean, why are you going to give me a ticket just for having it when it's it's really to, I mean, for me anyway, it makes the car look better, number one. I mean, let's be honest. You know, let's keep it let's keep it 100 here. And number two, I don't like the fucking sun, and the sun don't like me, as my grandfather would say. So 
I want to keep it out. So, of course I'm going to have 10. Why shouldn't I have 10? You know, if I'm a law-abiding citizen, I fucking behave myself, I do all the right things, I'm good. But they break balls over fucking nothing, nothing. You know how many of these shootings and beatings and fucking brutality situations would be avoided if people weren't getting pulled over for fucking nonsense? And I mean, again, I'm the guy that gets pulled out when we're all in a line. Everybody's doing 80 and the speed limit is fucking 65, right? Or if you're in Rhode Island, you're on the highway. If you can believe this, guys, in Rhode Island on 146, which is like the second most main vein highway through our state, the speed limit is 55, 55 miles an hour. Now, I don't know when they implemented it. I have no idea. I would have to assume that it was back when there was fucking horse and buggy because nobody in their right mind would go, yeah, highway deserves to be 55. But again, they leave it at that so they can come over, pull you over because they know you're not going to do it and fucking give you a ticket. It's just nuts. So, like, we'll be on the highway. Me and everybody else is doing 80 miles an hour. I'm just going with the fucking flow. Nope. The minute I pass a cop, he's whipping the fuck out. He's going to pull me over. He's going to ask me why I'm going so fast. I'm going to tell him I got to take a shit. And he's going to give me a ticket like crazy. You know? And now my day where I was supposed to be making money going to work just started off with a fucking $300 ticket right off the rip. That's the type of shit where you just turn around, go home, take your shoes off, and go right back to fucking bed. That's that kind of day, you know? But it's like, why? Why? For what? For what? You know? And you know what's funny? This is the craziest part, right? The only time that I've been let off from a ticket, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I've been let off for multiple tickets, right? The first ticket I got, I I was falling asleep behind the wheel. It was like one in the morning. I'm fucking tired. I'm driving up to, you know, Sof's house. It's like a half an hour away from me. It's pitch black. There's no street lights around here. I mean, I'm just going through it, you know? And I see this car behind me. I don't fucking think nothing of it because I'm falling asleep. And bam, the lights come on. I'm going, shit. Oh, my God. So the cop pulls me over. I do my thing. I'm responsible. I uh, I got my hands at 10 and 2. And the fucking guy comes over. He's got this flashlight in my fucking face. Drives me nuts. I hate when they do that, too. Why are you shining a light in my eyes? You you want me to look at you. You want me to make eye contact. And you've got this light in my face, you know? So he pulls me over. He goes, uh, boy, you had a good night, huh? Now in my head, I'm going, what is he talking about? Like, do I got something on my car? Did somebody draw a dick on my bumper? Like, what is it, you know? And uh, and obviously, I knew I was falling asleep. I knew I was all over the fucking road. So I says to him, I go, what, what are you talking about? He goes, you had some, uh, you had a couple things to drink, huh? And you know me, I'm tired, I'm retarded. I'm like, no, I didn't have anything to drink. I go, but I did have some Coke. So he goes, Oh, really? I go, yeah, Coca-Cola. So he, he kind of, he, he clicks his teeth. He's like, license and registration. 
And then he grabs the little walkie-talkie. You know when they fucking do that side face thing? They grab the walkie-talkie and they talk into it, you know? Nine or nine or break a break. You know, that bullshit. So he fucking grabs this thing. He goes requesting backup and he gives the address. I'm not going to say what town. doesn't matter. So he goes, I'll be right back. So he fucking goes out. Now, meanwhile, his deputy is over on the, the side of my car, the passenger side, with his flashlight looking under the floorboards. Doesn't have the doors open. I didn't consent to searches. No, no bullshit like that. They didn't request a search. But, you know, the guy's getting my shit, and he's leaning in. He's, like, asking me questions and shit like that. I go, I don't drink. I'm just headed to my, my girlfriend's house at the time. Shit like that, you know, and he's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell he was leaning in to try to see if I smelled like booze, which I did not. It's fucking impossible, you know? So his guy's over there. So he says, all right, partner, let's go back to the cruiser. Long story short, they've got me there for fucking an hour and 15 minutes. My phone is dead. I can't contact my girl. He calls for fucking backup. Now I've got four cops in this rural town with his probably six cops on the force total and they're fucking looking in the car they're both trying to lean in together they were actually leaning in so hard to try to smell my fucking breath that they bonked heads you know you can literally hear bonk i'm like this is fucking comedic you know and i mean they realized you know i guess it took the second cop car to realize all right the guy didn't have nothing to drink he goes why were you swerving everywhere I go, there's fucking potholes, which I'm not lying about that. There were potholes all over the fucking place, you know? I go, if I don't swerve this, I go, I'm in a I'm in a 7-3. I'm in a F-350. I go, if I hit that pothole, number one, I'm going to go in it, but I'm also going to get sent in the other lane. My fucking suspension's just too stiff, you know? I said, I have to swerve these. I go, you know, could you blame me, you know? And he's like, no, I guess not. He goes, all right, well, you get home. You better drive safe. He goes, I don't want to see no more of that swerving shit. I'm like, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. But that's the first time that I actually got pulled over for doing something fucking dumb. And I get let off. I'm like, this is fucking nuts, you know. But every other time, it's just it's I get bumped off for just doing five miles an hour over or something dumb, you know. And that's the... That's the consensus I get from everybody. I'm not alone in this pursuit. When you get pulled over, it's for dumb shit. And listen, I love law enforcement. We need them. They're necessary. It's a necessary evil, if you will. You know what I mean? We can't defund the fucking police. They fuck up enough. We need more training, if anything. You know what I mean? So shout out to all the police officers out there. We got a lot of friends that are police officers. I have nothing but the utmost respect. You got a dangerous job. Nobody's fucking denied. But stop busting balls you know it's 2023 why the fuck are we still allowing quotas that shit should have been outlawed fucking years ago and you ask people you know and, and they'll say in you know news interviews we don't have we do not have quotas to me get the fuck out of here and then you talk to somebody in the force and they're like yeah we got him i mean like come on man it's just nuts you know i don't know i i i it's it's like pissing into the wind, you know? It's going to come back and it's going to hit you. It's just, it's pointless is the point. You know, why even bother? <laughs> you know?
But that's that's that was you know my little rant. I just I'm so sick and tired of all the cops in Cumberland. It's just fucking insane, you know. And there's other towns that are like that, but these guys. I mean, I, anybody who drives over there, you know, it's just insane. If you're going through Cumberland, Rhode Island, you find yourself doing that, do yourself a favor. And if you don't know, this is where something about Mary, the beginning, took place. You know, he says, oh, you know, I went to school in a little town called uh, Cumberland, Rhode Island, and it shows the high school and shit like that. You know, that's where the movie's based. Love that movie. Oh, my God. Go check that out. As a matter of fact, when I finish up this, when I wrap this podcast up right now uh, in a few minutes, I will be going to watch that movie now that it kind of just refreshed in my mind. But... The one thing that they fucked up and they didn't get right is that there's cops all over the fucking place. But, um, oh, another thing that happened while we were driving. You know, this isn't a rant. This is just, this is kind of one of those stories from, from, from the, from the crypt, if you will, you know. So we're driving and, uh, we do a job for this customer up where I used to live. I used to live up in North Smithfield. You guys heard that a thousand fucking times by now, I'm sure. Um. And it was right across the street from this house that I went to. So growing up, you know, I was a car kid. I loved cars. I was always looking for ways to make money in high school. Uh, Well, not really so much in high school. Well, yeah, a little bit in high school. So in middle school, I would buy, I would go to like the dollar store and I would buy a whole box of like airheads or five gum or, you know, uh, Twizzlers. I mean, anything. And I would go, and let me tell you something. When it's fucking the middle of math class, and you're just bored out of your mind, and you just want everything to be over with, you would sell your fucking soul to the devil for a goddamn airhead, especially in middle school, you know? And I knew this, you know? So I used to do that, and I was always scheming for money, you know? My grandfather... The guy, I mean, he hated flies so much that he would fucking pay me $10 a head. Well, usually it was $5 a head per fly. So if there, were, if there was a fly in the house, he would say, go get that bastard and I'll give you $5. If an hour would pass and I couldn't catch him, he'd say, all right, I'm up in the ante. $10 bounty on that thing's fucking head. He hated flies, you know. So I'm always scheming, trying to make money some way, somehow. What can I buy and sell? I used to do it with T-shirts, funny T-shirts I would buy for fucking $3 from Walmart up in New Hampshire tax-free. I would bring them back. They had, like, animals and shit on them. I would sell them to kids for fucking, like, $30 a pop. And then <laughs> eventually the Walmart down here right near our school used to start. They started to carry them. I said, oh, my God, shit. And they had them for like $5 plus tax. And I had to go out and buy all the fucking shirts before anybody could see them. I mean, but I made a lot of fucking money doing that shit. And there were times where I'm like, damn, like I got to fucking buy this, you know. And I needed money quick. So I'd be sitting there with the fucking door open. I'd leave it open a crack and leave like a cracker on the floor and let flies in so I could kill him. He's going to fucking, he's going to kill me when he hears this. But... You know, I mean, he he would get it. The guy's a hustler. He knows I'm a hustler. Anything for the fucking dollar, you know? He's like, where are all these flies coming from? I'm like, I don't know. We must have a a piece of rotted fruit or or something around here. It's fucking obnoxious. But uh, 
you know, so I'd be driving the school, and for years, this house next to the house I was working in today, they had a old, shitty, white Volvo. It, you know, I didn't know anything about it. It just was old and rotting to the ground, and I always looked at it, and it always spoke to me, you know? So I finally got to be of age. I was probably like, oh, I, I was probably like 16 at the time, I want to say. And one day I'm driving by and I go, you know what? Fuck me. I'm going to stop by. I'm going to see what's going on with this. So I went over there and I knocked on the door. And, you know, the people that live there, let's just say were, uh, how do I put it lightly, uh, you know, white trash. And I literally, the door creaked open about three inches and I had a shotgun barrel right in my fucking face. And I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, I'm just, I'm inquiring about the car. So the bat, I said, please, you know, put the put the barrel down. So the barrel lowers and they creep open the door. Now I can see it's a woman, the wife. And she goes, what car are you talking about? I said, the old Volvo. You know, I'm not an idiot. I know old cars. I knew it was a Volvo. I said, the old Volvo back there. She goes, what old Volvo? I go over there and I'm pointing and right on the side of the garage underneath all these trees and shrubbery and literally like half into the ground, you know, they've got this 1967 Volvo Amazon 122S. Say that five times fast. Can't. But, um, and she goes, oh, the old piece of shit. I go, yeah. She goes, oh, that's my husband's car. He bought that years ago. I go, I know. I've been, I see you sitting there, you know. I said, you know, would your husband be interested in selling it or would you, you know? And she goes, well, I'll tell you what. She goes, see the roof on the fucking, uh, on on the garage? The roof had caved in. She goes, we got to put a new roof on it. We're really hot up for money. So in my head, I'm going, oh, this is fucking perfect. You know, nothing better when you're trying to make a deal than when the person is down and out and needs the fucking cash. It sounds awful. I know, guys, I know. But this is what you got to do. If you want to engage in capitalism this is how this works you know so i said look call up your husband find out what he wants and we'll see if we can make a deal here so she goes all right i'll call him and then i'll i'll shoot you a text message so i said all right let me know when he responds i'll come back over here so i go home and at the time i think my money was in the bank the bank was closed and i couldn't get the money out so i said to my grandfather go listen you got $400 cash on you? He goes, yeah. I said, all right, dynamite. Give me the $400 cash. I'm going to go and buy this car. He goes, what car are you buying? I said, you know that white piece of shit over there? He goes, oh, what are you doing that for, John? He goes, don't, don't. I said, no, no, I'm going to buy it and I'm going to sell it. He goes, John, you're not going to make anything off of it. It's rotted out. It's in the fucking ground. It's like in a mosh. He's like, you're not going to. It's a waste of time. I go, listen to me. I'm telling you. I am going to make money off this car. Just trust me on this, you know? And he's always had my back. That's one thing about my grandfather. The guy's always, everything I've had, uh, everything I've wanted to do, he supported, you know? Whether he whether he liked the decision or not. He said, that's what you want to do, do it. So he goes in the room. He actually gets $500 cash out. He gives it to me. I said, okay, I'll be, so right as he's giving it to me, bing, my phone goes off. The woman texts me back. And she says, hey, I talked to my husband. So I said, oh, great. Perfect timing. Grab the cash, get in the car, go back over there. 
And I says to her, I go, okay, what's the verdict? She goes, all right, he'll sell it. I go, oh, great. I go, what's he looking for? She goes, $1,200 cash. I said, no way. I go, first of all, does it run? She goes, no. I said, do you have the title? She goes, yes. I said, oh, well, that's good. You know, I said, listen, I can't, you know, and I'm, I'm at this time, you know, Gas Monkey Garage is in full fucking swing. Um, all those great shows, you know what I mean? American Chopper. I'm like, listen, I can't pay. You know, it's a it's a rough car. It needs fucking everything at the end of the day, right? It needs a full restoration. I can't even handle that. That's not. I, I'm not. I'm not. I won't even be attempting that. I just want to get it running and driving, right? I go. I can't pay twelve hundred dollars cash for a car that isn't running. I go. That even running is going to be worth eight hundred dollars. I said. So this is what I can do. I can give you $300 cash. She goes, no, absolutely not. So I said, look, what do you what do you really want for? She goes, I want $800. I go, I can't do that. I go, I've got $400 in my pocket right here, right now. I took the money out of my pocket, and this is like the best psychological trick I've ever, I've ever been able to use. I don't know why it works. It seems so stupid and dumb and like, yeah, right. But every time I pull the money out when I'm trying to make a deal and I show it to the people, it's kind of like a right here, right now type thing, you know? And let's face it, it literally sat there for like, and I said to it, I go, listen, the car's been sitting there at least for as long as I know for about 10 years. He hasn't done nothing to it. It's in the fucking ground. I'll take care of it. I'll take it out. I'll arrange the tow truck. Everything. I will take care of it. You'll never have to see it again. She goes, She. I said, and look at the roof. She looks at the roof, looks at me, sticks her hand out. I shook her fucking hand, called my grandfather, had him use his AAA, got a tow truck over there. I think a couple of my buddies were there, towed the truck, the, the, the Volvo back home. And literally, I must have put about, I must have put about like, $100 worth of money into it. I bought two keys for the ignition. I bought a, a mechanical fuel pump for it, new spark plugs, new wires. And I mean, at the time, like I said, it was like $100 total in pots. I'm tapped the fuck out because I, I spent 400 of the my grandfather's money to buy the car. And my grandfather's not the, here, take that. It's always... I want that fucking money back. You better have that money back, you know? And I told him within a week, I'll have your money back. And I I made that promise to him. So, you know, I spent $400 on the car. I spent the other 100 that he gave me extra, luckily, on, uh, you know, like I said, new points, new, you know, distributor cables, shit like that, the fuel pump. Install everything myself and got the car running. And I mean, it ran like a fucking top. Gave it a good power washing. I didn't even, like, give it a formal washing. I literally just power washed it. I vacuumed all the acorns out of the interior. It had this beautiful maroon interior. I mean, like, in vinyl leather interior. It was fucking... If it was brand new, I mean, this was going to be a showstopper. I mean, back in 1967, this must have been a car that you looked at and went, wow. I mean, it was just beautiful, you know? And um, for those that don't know, Volvo was the first car to have 
car seats implemented on all of their vehicles from the factory factory option, not an order, not an add-on, but actually like this is it. So this car had, you know, a three-point, a regular traditional, well, a traditional two-point harness, um, you know, seat belt, you know. So I give the thing a power washing. I get it running. I, I mess around with the carburetors a little bit, got it running good, and uh, posted it up. At that time, there was no Facebook marketplace. It was only Craigslist. Posted it up, and within, I would say probably within like two hours, I had. Now, this is like day three. Within like two hours, I I get this message uh, to my my cell phone because you used to put your phone number on there. So I get a text message. Bing, how you doing? My name is, I'm going to change his name. My name is Ted, um, and I'm interested in the Volvo. I go, great, you know, would you like to come down and see it? He goes, yeah, absolutely. I live in Douglas, Mass. I could be there in about 30. I go, great, I'm here now. Guy comes down, looks at it, looks it over. He goes, yeah, he goes, you know, it's rough. He goes, but I've got three of these cars. I see a lot of parts. That He goes, actually, this is more solid than the ones I got, so I'm going to take the parts that are solid off of the other car that aren't solid on this, swap them out, and at the end of it, I'll Frankenstein one beautiful car out of it. I go, no, that's fucking, that's a great idea, you know? So he goes, look, man, and I had it out there for like 1800 which is just idiotic. I mean, to assume that was like, it was a moonshot. But I'm like, again, I'm trying to make money on the deal, you know? So in my head, I'm going, even if I made $800 on this, you know, I almost nearly doubled my money. I'm up, you know, I'm up $300. I'm doing good, you know? And... I had it out there for 1800 So he goes, look, I can't come anywhere near that. I go, all right, what are you willing to offer? He goes, I can give you today $800. Now, most people would go, yeah, no problem. Because, you know, again, going into it, I'm like, if I make 800 I pocket three, I'm in good shape, you know? I go, no, no. And this is, this is my grandfather's teachings kicking in. I go, no, no way, man. And, I mean... There's probably a million of these Volvos out there, but I'm talking it up like it's rare. I'm like, listen, this thing's got the red vinyl leather. It's an automatic, which is like undesirable. I'm like, you know, it's just, it's all there. You know, I'm like, and nothing, there's nothing that I would rather see in my lifetime than you be able to take this and Frankenstein together a car and come back and take me for a ride in it, you know? So he goes, yeah. He goes, you know what? He goes, I'll do a thousand dollars on it. He goes, that is it, man. And you know, I, I that's all I can do. I go, well, I'm sorry, my friend. I go, there's there's nothing I can do with that. He goes, all right. What do you want? I go, look. I'm asking eighteen hundred. You're willing to give me a thousand? I go, I'm gonna tell you right now. My best and final uh, offer that you can take this for right now. I'll meet you in the middle. I said, it hurts me to do it. I'm going to be losing money. I said, but I will meet you in the middle at $1,400. So the guy goes, no problem. Shakes my hand. In my head, I'm going, this is fucking too good to be true. You know? And he shakes my hand. He gives me a check. He says, listen, I'll be back tomorrow to get it. Um, So don't, you know, I'm, I'm going to give you a down payment. He goes, just write me a bill of sale. You keep the title, um, and I'll be back. I said, okay, great. 
So he wrote me a check, I think it was for like $100 or something like that. And, um, you know, I I remember walking into the house and I got the check. And I go over to my grandfather. I go, well, I said, I'll have your money tomorrow. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, the Volvo sold. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be fucking cool, you know. Because, I mean, I'm talking to a guy that fucking, he's the king of buying houses for fucking 80 grand selling them for 300000 putting fucking two hundred in his pocket, and just fucking laughing about it like it's another day. You know what I mean? Me, it's it's uncomprehendable. You know what I mean? But uh, so I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I sold it to this guy. He goes, how much? I go, 1400 He goes, what did you pay for? I go, 400 I said, and then I used the, the extra 100 you gave me to buy some pots for it. I said, so, you know, really, I'm making like $900 off of the whole deal. He goes... If you think for one second he's going to be back tomorrow, you're out of your fucking mind. I said, well, I said, I hope that you're, I hope that you're wrong. I said, I really do. You know, I said, I'm, I'm pessimistic myself. I go, but at the end of the day, I go, I'm trying to be optimistic. I hope that he does come back because I need to pay you back. And, you know, before I got to start fucking shaving you back again and shit like that and fucking murdering flies to pay it off. You know, and uh, long story short, I get out of school. It's like 3.30 in the afternoon. Bam, the phone goes off. Guy goes, listen, I can't come down to get the car. He goes, do you have AAA? I go, yeah, I got AAA. So he goes, great. Have the car towed to me. I'll give you an extra $50. um, And, you know, I'll give you the cash when you get here. So, I mean, you know. My bullshit radar's up, you know, my flags are up. I'm kind of like, all right, you know, uh, I don't fucking know, you know. So I say to my grandfather, I go, listen, I already got the money out of him. I go, I just need to have it towed over there. Give me a triple A. I'm like banging my grandfather's triple A like again and again and again. It's fucking, it's, by the time I was done, he probably was all out of miles and shit. But uh, gives me the card, boom. We tow it up there, no problems. Guy pays me. Guy had a badass shop. He really had three of them. And I fucking walked away with fourteen fifty in my pocket, you know? And, I mean, me and my buddies were riding back, and we're just like, they're in shock, you know? Because, I mean, I love my friends and everything like that, but, I mean, these guys, they don't know how to make money like that. You know what I mean? I mean, they sell shit. They buy shit, sure. But they don't have that, like, killer kill a go for it put it all on the fucking line buy shit with equity like if you if you talk to nick he'll tell you and have you believe in that i fuck everybody that i make a deal with you know and i say to him i go no because and, and the reason isn't because they're paying too much or whatever they're paying what the market value is every time what he and most people get upset with is that when I buy things, except for this piece of shit Chevy truck that I fucking bought, but I'm not going to get into that on this podcast, but I always buy things with equity. I always, I can't remember the last time before this piece of shit Chevy truck when I had a situation where I lost my shirt on something without getting my money's worth, of course. I mean, everything depreciates over time. You always run mileage out and shit like that. But I always get, you know, market value or above and I always buy it for under 
market value. So that's equity. This is this is economics 101 for you guys that are listening. So take notes. Nick, Brandon, you know what I mean? Jared. But, you know, so I always buy things like that. So, you know, these guys are just they're like, I cannot fucking believe that you went over, got a shotgun in your face, bought this piece of shit clapped out car, which, I mean, it really wasn't that bad, and sold it to this fucking guy and made $900. And all you really put into it was $500 worth of money. It's fucking like it blew their mind, you know, and I'm just laughing. I'm like, we're going to the beef bond after this tabs on me. You know, I think I ended up giving my grandfather 600 back or something like that, you know, just to kind of sweeten the pot with him. But I mean, he was also in disbelief. You know, you could see you could see a shit eating grin on his face because he's you know, I know what he's thinking. He's like, that's me. You know what I mean? This is this is what I made. This is my guy. You know what I mean? And uh, it was just funny. You know, I said to the customer, I go, you remember that old car that was over there? He goes, yeah. And I kind of told him the story. And uh, it was just funny. We had a good laugh about that. But, you know, it's like growing up, like I said, I was always trying, especially middle school and high schools, always scheming on something to try and put money in my pocket. You know, it's just it's something that. You know, my family are all extremely hard workers, you know. I mean, I don't know really anybody in my family. You know, my grandparents had had my mother and her siblings very, very young. You know, we've got generations worth of having children young, you know. And whether, in, in you know, unfortunately it's because they don't know how to fuck, you know what I mean. They can't comprehend, con, you know, contraception pills and shit like that they just fucking totally like flunked that class when they were in high school you know but whatever but it creates a winner because out of that struggle you get a fucking you can in situations like that and this is something to take away you know what I mean from this podcast when you when you've got your back against the fucking wall nobody is gonna come and save you You've got to get out alone, you know? My grandparents, like I said, I'm not going to say the age because it's a little, you know what I mean? But they had their first child extremely young. And they didn't have two nickels to rub together. Their cars were always breaking down. Their shoes had holes in them, you know? But so much effort was put forth to work and give the kids, and eventually the grandchildren, the life that they deserve and the life that they never got to have growing up, you know, and it could have went a totally different way. You know, I see people all the time with their back up against the wall. They have a kid with somebody that they've gotten, that they barely know, or they get into situations that they got no business getting involved with, and they just, they crumble. You know, you see them, you know, one minute they're on top of the fucking world. Next thing you know, and I'm not I'm not saying that it's easy. You know, you get knocked up, big deal, you know, fucking just get after. I understand it's hard. I can't even imagine. You know what I mean? I I saw it with my mother growing up. You know, she had me young and I saw all the sacrifices she had to make, you know, and 
you know, my grandfather would help us out, but I mean, he certainly wasn't giving anything away. Like I said, growing up, and even now, he's the guy that I will give you this, but you will be paying me back, you know? And that's how he was with my mother. If she needed something, absolutely, here you go. But she still had to get that back at some point, you know? And I mean, obviously, there's things that were given, but for the most part, that's how it was. And she fucking kicked she kicked its you know all the troubles ass you know what i mean she fucking worked her ass off long hours you know doing the best she could at the job she didn't fold under the pressure and what i'm getting at is that you've got to be that type of person in life you can't let a stupid bad decision that's that that's fucking your whole deal up in that moment dictate the rest of your life Because that's how it is. You see these guys, you know, I mean, so many people I know that had kids with people. And I try to tell these young guys, these fucking Gen Z, I think they're called, these these young guys growing up, 18, 20, you know, and they're like, oh, you know, I I, I pull out. My pull-out game's strong. I don't know where this came from, this fucking pull-out game shit, but this is not a fucking joke. This is your life, you know? And I like to have fun on this podcast. I don't like to get too serious. But I mean, at the end of the day, this isn't a fucking joke. And I try to tell these guys, you know, if you're going to be messing around like that and you're not going to play it smart and you're not going to wear a condom, you better be ready to just lose everything and start from fucking zero. Unless mommy and daddy are lawyers and you're on Diamond Hill Road in a fucking million dollar mansion on a main road for no reason, chances are pretty good that your life is over. You can forget about going out with your friends, going out to the movies, having a social life. Because when you have a kid, you got an obligation to fucking provide for him. And if you don't, you're an asshole, period. And I don't want to hear the fucking, well, I don't get along with the baby mother, so I can't. I don't give a shit, you know, you loved her that night, you know, when you were giving her a proper rogering and you knocked her the fuck up, you loved her that night, you loved him when you let him free dumping you, didn't you? Well, guess what? You made the bed, now you're going to sleep in it and you're going to sleep tight, you know, and if the bed bugs bite you, when they bite you, you better go get some fucking, you better call Fonzica Pest Control, (laughs) you know what I mean? You better call them up and tell them, come bomb this shit. We're handling this situation now, you know? So what I'm trying to say is, is my family's been hard workers, every single one of them, every generation, since the day we got off the fucking boat. You know what I mean? And the hustle is like everything to me. I don't know what it is. You know, I mean... I'm not going to bullshit you. I don't like working. I don't enjoy it. I look forward to 4 o'clock every day. If I get out at 2, if I get told you we got nothing else, I am fucking gone. But up until that point, every job that I'm at, I'm going to give it 150%. You know what I mean? I'm not going to fuck off. I'm not going to cut corners. You're going to get the best fucking product out of me for that time that I'm working. Like you, I mean, it's just, that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. 
you know? And, uh, I mean, it was like in high school, you know? And I might, I don't know the statute of limitations or anything like that, but me and my buddy Gianni, you know, I mean, like I said, and you guys know this, I'm a Husky guy. I was a Husky kid, you know? In my later in my later years of high school, I mean, I was I was three bills plus. I mean, not by a lot, but I mean, I'm like I'm like three three oh five out of high school. You know what I mean? Didn't look good, look like shit. You know, gym class wasn't my thing. You know, you tell me I got gym class, I go, oh, I'm gonna go and sit down on the bench now. That's what I'm gonna do for the next hour. You know, I mean. So me and Gianni would go, and they knew we weren't going to do nothing. There was a point where finally, you know, the teachers are like, all right, like, you fucking guys, like, go to the office and, like, see if there's something you can do. You know what I mean? So we went over, and one day, uh, you know, my vice principal at the time comes over, and he says, cool guy. I'm not going to mention his name. I don't want, you know what I mean? But awesome guy. Everybody that's listening to this, you know what what grade I was in and what year I graduated, well, was supposed to graduate and shit like that, you know, so you know who's the vice principal. But anyway, the guy was cool as shit. He was a a friend of mine. I I wouldn't hesitate to call him my friend, you know? So he sees his fucking off sitting there. If you weren't dressed, you didn't participate, which I'm like, great. You're going to reward. I didn't get dressed because I don't want to participate. Then you're going to reward me by not making me participate. I just won. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, so he sees us, he goes, what are you two hoodlums doing? So I go, well, we didn't, you know, we didn't get dressed, so we're just kind of fucking sitting there. He goes, well, do you still want to get credit? I go, does a rag doll have cloth titties? So he goes, all right. He goes, how about this here? He goes, come with me. So he lets the, the teachers know what's going on, and they're fucking seething. You can see they're pissed that, you know, we're doing anything to fucking, that, that we're going to have to get credit for something. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, these fucking jerks. They don't want to get dressed, but now I got to give them credit for doing some bullshit, you know? So we go and he brings us over to the, uh, over to like, uh, it's like this closet. We never been there before. And I'm going, and I'm looking at Gianni. I'm going, you know, we got to suck his dick, right? That's what he's going to make us do. This guy, you're going to have to get on your knees and you're going to have to take care of us. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. You're doing it. I go, no, no, no. We ended up rocks, paper, scissors, shoe, and the principal turns around and goes, what the fuck are you guys doing? I'm like, nothing. You know what I mean? So he flicks the light on, and we're in a room with all these Gatorades and fucking iced tea and, I mean, like, water bottles. I mean, it was like, oh, you know, in my fucking high school, and this is like a high school thing, I think. This is probably unanimous, but when I was in high school, you know, this was like, Obama was still in the fucking White House. Michelle's still fucking everything up and making us eat healthy. But the last stand of defense that we had, the last, like, good shit we had in school was the fucking vending machine. We didn't have any snack machines, but we had a vending machine. One was filled with all Dasani, salty, nasty water, right? And the other vending machine had... Like I said, Gatorade, it had brisk iced teas in it, it had waters in it. Here's the kicker, though, right? Here's the kicker. You could you could buy things from the machine, but if you were caught with the drinks that the school provided from the machine, you would get you would get it confiscated away. Can you fucking believe that? 
Only in America would something like that happen. You know what I mean? That's like me saying, yeah, all right, you know, here, I'll sell you this car. I'll sell you this 1967 Volvo 122S Coupe. But if I see you driving it, you're going to the fucking slammer. You know what I mean? I'm confiscating the car and you're going downtown type thing. It makes no sense. It doesn't jive. Then don't sell me the fucking car. I would look at you. Go, don't sell me the car if I can't enjoy it, right? Well, that was the same thing. Why it was like that, I don't know. Maybe somebody can enlighten me. I mean, everybody said, oh, well, how are they supposed to know if you've got... So you could have clear liquids. You could drink a water, but you can't drink the Gatorade. You couldn't drink the fucking iced tea, you know, because it could contain alcohol. What does anybody know? The strongest alcohol you can make is clear, you dumb bastards. Hello? You know what I mean? I could throw some fucking 180-proof moonshine from the fucking mountains of fucking West Virginia in that water bottle that I just bought off of here that I'm allowed to have because it's fucking clear and be getting pop-eyed over in the middle of the fucking classroom and you don't know nothing. Give me a break. You're like, come on, man. But I can't have a fucking Gatorade. What drink do you know is is the color of a fucking uh, yellow Gatorade? Enlighten me, please. You know what I mean? What are you going to add? You know? It just makes no sense. But anyway, he brings us in the closet. We got all these drinks everywhere. So I'm like, oh, what gives? You know, what's up? So he goes, listen, from now on, when you guys don't want to do gym class, I go, well, let me stop you right there because we never want to do it. He goes, listen, sometimes you got to fucking do things you don't like. I go, that this is true, you know? So he goes, sometimes come in, let me know, hey, I'm in gym class. I'll give you the fucking keys. What are you going to do? You're going to grab the keys, walk over to the machine, open the machine up, take all the coins out of it, bring the coins to me, and then refill all the drinks. Elementary shit. Took him two minutes to, I mean, literally by the time he was done verbally explaining it, we already had it unlocked. We didn't need anything further. So I go, no problem, man. We'll... We'll take care of it. Little does he know we're fucking thieves. You know what I mean? He walks out of the room. I look at Gianni. I go, can you fucking believe this? I go, do you know how much money we're going to fucking make here tonight? He goes, I know. I can't believe this. You know, we're sniggling and giggling. I mean, we're just scheming. You know what I mean? So, and we and I want to be clear, we never ever stole any of the money. I said that's one thing. We can take the drinks. <laughs> Technically that's taking the money too, but we'll take the fucking drinks, but all the cash is going to them. I don't know if it's got a reader on it. I don't want him to say, "Hey, the fucking reader on it said that we got, you know, $50 out of it and for some reason you only gave me fucking 10." I go, "We can't play around with the money." I go, "The drinks there's fucking cases everywhere. Nobody's going to know nothing. You know what I mean? I'm into mafia movies. I love a good skim. You know what I mean? And I'm like, hey, we're doing him a favor by doing this. He doesn't have to do this. You know, yeah, we're going to get credit for gym class. But I mean, a little extra on the top. You know, nobody's going to know nothing. So we'd fill the machine. We'd take all the coins, bring it back to him. And we'd always bring our backpacks in there. I mean, we would take fucking... I mean, you know, water isn't really that big of a deal. But, you know, we'd take one bottle of water. But then we would just, you know, we'd empty all the fucking books out of our backpack. We'd load it up with fucking Gatorade, um, 
the uh, you know the the fucking brisk iced teas. I mean, like you know, and we had different flavors and varieties. And I mean, when it's when it's you know, <laughs> when it's like the middle of a period, and the teachers there are assholes. And I'll I'm sure I'm gonna get into the teachers at my high school, and I would love for them to hear it, to be honest with you, and my whole experience with the teachers. Some were great. Most of them were assholes, you know? Sorry. It's just the truth. But they wouldn't even allow certain people to go and, I mean, I shouldn't say certain people. Most people, they wouldn't allow you to go. I mean, even going to the bathroom was like a, no, you can wait type thing, which should be fucking illegal. You know, but anyway, when it's the middle of the period, she won't let you go out. I can see that, you know, and especially like if you ask to go to the bubbler, which, you know, from people not in, in Rhode Island or Massachusetts or New England, a bubbler is the drinking fountain, if you will. You know, the thing on the wall, you walk over, you press the buttons on the side, it shoots the fucking water out. That's what we call a bubbler. So. You know, these kids would say, hey, can I go to the bubble? No, you're, you know, do your work or no, you, you didn't participate. It's always some bullshit reason why you can't go. It's all a fucking scam. You know, it's like they're like fucking like getting charged for the water or something. It's the fucking water tax, you know. So when you would do that, you would like it was like somebody was it was like a cartoon, like somebody was just t- would pull out a rattle can and paint a big bullseye on your fucking face, you know? And I would just lean over to you and go, hey, listen, I know you're thirsty. I just heard what you said to her. What if I told you I got a bottle of brisk in my backpack right now that is fucking howling your name? And their eyes would just like, it would. they would go to dinner plates, you know? They would just open up and they'd be like, yeah, yeah, man, you know? Absolutely, you know, what do you what do you need for it, you know? And I mean a drink from the machine, I wanna say a drink from the machine, they were retarded. It was like three dollars or something like that. You know how it is. They always mock it up, you know, which was another reason I felt like I have to rob these people. They robbed me for years and now I'm in this position of power and trust and <laughs> and honor, you know what I mean? I gotta fucking rob these guys, you know? Just to make the, the playing field even. So I go, look, what is it worth to you? Well, they're $3 at the machine. I'll give you $3. I go, no fucking way. Are you crazy? And depending on who you are, I'll go, look, for you, $5 right now. And again, it's the middle of the period. You're fucking parched. You know what I mean? There's something about a room full of paper and assholes that your throat just dries out and like fucking you can't breathe. You're like, you know, you like having to clear your throat, you know. So you would do anything for this bottle, you know? And, I mean, every time. It was a guaranteed hit. Like I said, the bullseyes on your fucking face. All right, man, here. And, I mean, at that time, you know, you're young. Debit cards weren't, like, a major thing that teenagers would have, at least not in my experience. I know I'm, like, 20 years behind everybody else my age, but, I mean, we were still the generation to carry cash. We would have, like... A 20, a 5, a 10, you know what I mean, 21s, you know, that that type of thing, you know, if you want to hit the machine, there wasn't a fucking credit card option, let me put it to you like that, we didn't have, like, a, like I went to Davies for college, for, for community college, right, 
and we had machines with the, well, plumbing college, I should say. And we had machines where you could swipe your fucking debit card and you get them. Like, this is pretty crazy. These high schoolers get this shit, you know? Well, we didn't have that. So, you know, everybody carry cash. So, bam, $5. I mean, sometimes I would get these fucking guys. If I knew you were desperate and you weren't my friend, you just were a dick to somebody I know or whatever, I'd whack you for $8 and they would fucking pay it. I mean, it was amazing, you know? It was the best. I made so much fucking money. And I would do the same thing with lunchtime, you know? I would go into lunch. And I would always... You know me, guys. I mean, you could tell by the podcast. I'm fucking chatty. I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Social, Mr. Mr. Make a fucking joke. You know what I mean? So I would be in there with the, you know, just, just kind of... Just shooting the shit with the lunch ladies. They're fucking 50, 60 years old. Hey, how you doing, Judy? Good to see you. Looking good, darling. Love the hair. Oh, my God. And I would always make them turn around for something. Or I'd be like, oh, let me see your outfit. Do a spin for me. What? You know what I mean? I'm, I'm fucking stupid, you know? But they would do it. And when you would do that, you just fell into my trap. You don't know it. But everything, you know, we had like... Like a typical high school, most shit was a la carte. So you walked over, they had 40 chicken sandwiches. They had 40, um, you know, mozzarella sticks. They had, well, again, we were in the era of fucking Michelle Obama. They're serving like fucking pita bread sticks filled with cheese instead of fucking mozzarella. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? We're young. Our fucking metabolism is like through the goddamn roof, you know what I mean, you eat something, you fucking burn it in 10 seconds anyway, you know what I mean, I mean, like, come on, we got kids in here running a fucking four-minute mile, you know what I mean, I stop, you know, it's not that big of a deal, you know, we got our whole lives to fucking burn extra weight off, you know, but, uh, you know, so I would have them doing the spins, and I would grab a fucking chicken sandwich, I would grab a burger, I'd grab a couple hot dogs, and boom, right in my fucking sack, you know, and I'd walk out of there and cookies, you know, the one thing besides the drink machines that we had at our disposal only at lunchtime were fucking cookies. And I mean, <laughs> you know, you again, I would steal the shit. And if I knew that you had you were in a class where you had, you know, so we had first lunch, second lunch, third lunch and fourth lunch. The, the, the difference in time was insane. As I remember it, anyway. Or at least it seemed that way. First lunch is at 11 o'clock a.m. Fourth lunch was like... It was... I, I can't remember if it was fourth... I, think, I believe it was fourth lunch. Fourth lunch was like one in the afternoon. It was like a two-hour gap. And I mean, when you're young, you're hungry, you're not allowed to have snacks in class. I mean, today... I see kids with fucking snacks in class. They're on their fucking iPads. You know what I mean? They're telling the teacher. They're teaching the fucking teacher about TikTok dances and shit. I mean, it's fucking insane today, you know, compared to back then. But, you know, I would see and I would know, all right, he's in fucking band. He's got fourth fourth lunch. And I'd walk by. I'd say, oh, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I'd throw a fucking chicken patty in my pocket. And I would walk by the band room. I'd knock on the fucking door. I'm a percussionist, so I'm percussions right by the back door. I'd creep the door open. I go, hey, you. Hey, what's up, Johnny? What's up? I go, how fucking hungry are you right now? How bad do you wish 
you had a meal right now. They're like, oh my God, more than more than you'd ever know. And I'd, and I'd go in there, it's usually I would have first lunch and I would go in there like third lunch. So I'm still getting, they would be eating like 35 to 40 minutes before they would be eating. You know what I mean? So I'm like, what if I told you I got a chicken sandwich in my pocket or a package of cookies? I mean, package of cookies was like, I think it was like a dollar fifty or something like that for a pack of three. So, and I'm stealing them. And cookies, man, I mean, I would get fucking $8, $10 all day long for a pack of cookies. Not even fucking, and people can are going to want to deny it. Fuck you. It's because they were dumb enough to pay it. You know what I mean? When you're young, you're stupid. All these kids are rich and fucking ignorant anyway. They're not they're not working for the fucking money. None of these kids had a fucking job or rent or anything. Probably still don't have fucking rent or a job. You know what I mean? And we've been out of fucking college for fucking eight years, you know? And, you know, they would take mommy and daddy's money and just fucking throw it at me. And I'm looking at them going, these guys are just so goddamn stupid. It's insane, you know? But I mean, again, it was the skim. It was, it was enjoying the fruits of my labor. You know what I mean? Was it thievery? Again, was it? At the end of the day, was it, guys? You're going to charge me $4 for a fucking lunch that costs you 80 cents to make. It's all made out of fucking cardboard. Again, Michelle Obama fucking era. The patties are made out of fucking sawdust. The fucking buns are like cardboard compacted into the shape of a fucking pack. I mean, it's disgusting, filthy fucking food. You know what I mean? You're not eating it going, oh, this is so good. No, no, you're eating it going, this is fucking gross. But what am I going to do? What am I going to do? My mom hates my dad. They don't want to fucking make lunch for me every day. I'm not making lunch every day. You know what I mean? So you got to do what you got to do. You know? And when it's on the docket, it's all you can get. You're going to fucking eat it with pleasure. You know what I mean? But I loved that shit. I loved making money. I loved selling candy, selling gum, selling fucking sandwiches I robbed or fucking drinks I robbed. I mean, it just made everything so much better. You know what I mean? And people that know me, I would take care of them, you know? But... They would know I got to I got to make something. I'm not giving it to you for free, but I'll give it to you for a discount. And I'm still at the end of it, even with giving them a discount or whatever. I'm still making fucking money. You know what I mean? I just love that. I love doing that shit. I always I always wanted to be a used car salesman. You know what I mean? It sounds awful because they get a really bad rap. Because, I mean, let's face it, most of them are douchebags. They're slimy, they're dirty. Like I say, you go to the fucking the car lot, they, they fucking, they're like shocks, you know? You can hear the... Dun, 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 dun. You can just see them coming in, these assholes, you know what I mean? But I love the sale. I lo- I, there's a fuck... It's romantic the way the relationship between the salesman and the purchaser, especially when both parties are getting what they want. I'm getting a commission or, or I'm making X amount of dollars off the deal, but you're also getting what you want and you're willfully paying this. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking you. I'm not taking your money and then not giving you what you want or whatever the case may be. You always get out of me 
what you want, but capitalism is like at the top tier of of my life, you know? And it's funny, I see these people with no fucking job or they go through life and they can't hold a steady job down, you know what I mean? And they'll go out and they'll post shit about anti-capitalism and people being poor, you know? And what about us? Who gives a fuck for you? You know what I mean? You don't want to participate in capitalism, then you can't complain. What's the first thing that when you say, oh, I can't stand this fucking governor or this this politician or whatever, what's the first thing that people say to you? Did you vote? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, well, then shut up. If you don't vote, then you can't say anything, right? It's true. It's valid. The same thing goes here. If you don't participate in capitalism, if you don't bring anything to the table, you have no right saying anything about anything that I've just said. Oh, you shouldn't have did that. You know, you should have charged them, you know, 50 cents more or something. Listen, you're in no position. You don't understand, you know? Because the same fucking people that I was robbing one day are probably going to grow up to be lawyers and lie for a fucking living and rob the shit out of innocent people again when they're at their most vulnerable moment of their life. They just fucking killed their sister dead. They need a fucking guy to lie for them in a court of law and get them out of fucking jail. And guess what? You're going to pay that guy that I banged over the head for fucking $10 for an $0.80 cent chicken sandwich or something that I got for the bubble. You're going to pay that guy $300 a fucking hour to talk on the phone, let alone in person. That is how capitalism works, guys. You know what I mean? Trust me. Try it. And that's the thing. All these people that complain and go, I want socialism and communism. Again, I'm not trying to get political. But all these people that want this socialism fucking bullshit, they don't, they're either totally out of touch because they've got mommy and daddy's money and they're mad about it. Why? I don't understand. They're fucking upset about it. Or B, they don't have anything to offer. They don't work. They don't fucking contribute. So they're mad at everybody that does. Well, why should he make fucking a million dollars a year as a CEO? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because he put in fucking 10 years flipping fucking burgers at Burger King. Dummy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or went to college for several years. And I'm not even an advocate for college. I think it's fucking stupid, to be honest with you. I see these kids from fucking TikTok twerking and fucking they're they're 10 years old fucking twerking or or making videos or did you know that you know uh if you fold a fucking cup inside out that you can use it as an oil filter i mean it's like oh it's always this dumb shit these kids are making fucking millions and millions and millions of dollars jake paul and i I like jake paul Uh, i'm sorry not jake paul he's a fucking pompous idiot logan paul I like Logan Paul, but who the fuck would give this kid millions of dollars to do anything? You know, he's got fucking eight brain cells, but I can't knock his hustle. The kid fucking gets it. 
He's got a good podcast. He's out there fucking killing. He's taking advantage of fucking the skim, the capitalism. You know what I mean? God bless him. I can't be mad at him because he could be sitting at home right now. That's the thing that they don't understand. People don't understand. They hear these stories that I tell, and they're like, oh, you fucked this guy and whatever, and, you know, you've got snowmobiles, and you probably shouldn't even have them because you probably got it by doing, listen to me. I could easily be the be just like you sitting on the fucking couch eating takis and hot Cheetos watching fucking TikTok on my 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 government phone doing nothing contributing fucking nothing. It's all about the choices you make, you know? And it's like I've said it before, you know, every now and then I got to recenter myself. I got to go John, John, cuz I live every day like I don't know if it was because a lot of the people I grew up with and a lot of my friends, you know, were my grandfather's friends and they were up there in age and a lot of them have passed on now. And I just, I feel like I'm in a demographic of kids that don't understand me. We don't have even remotely the same mindset at all. And I just feel like all these guys are dying around me, this this generation. And... It's like, when is my day going to come? You know, when when am I going to go? And I have to say to myself, and this is important that you do this, especially if you're young. Listen to me. You're young. You got your whole life ahead of you. Slow the fuck down. If you're sitting on the couch and you're listening to this podcast and you're laughing, we're having a good time. You know what I mean? We're, we're having fun. Sometimes we get a little deep, you know, this might be a little bit deep, but you know, it's got to happen. It is what it is. A podcast It's free form. Anything that comes to my fucking head, this is what we say. You know what I mean? And it's like, you might be sitting on the couch laughing going, yeah, you know what? I'm one of those guys that bitches that everybody's got money, but I really don't do anything with my life. Well, slow the fuck down. Realize what age you're in. If you're 25 years old and you got nothing going on, you got nothing to offer to society, you're 30 or you're 35, you've got time to do whatever it is that you want to do. You want to go back to college, slow down. Go back to college. You know, if you're too fucking dumb for college, go and get a job at a paper mill or in the trades or whatever because not everybody is a bookworm. I am not a bookworm at all. But I could turn a wrench like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Find what you can do. But take your time. Realize your age. Realize that you're not fucking going to die tomorrow. You've got the time to do what you got to do. You got time to turn shit around. You know what I mean? So I think that's the most important thing. Is just realizing what what your real what the situation really is with your life. You know, don't over-exaggerate it, you know? Because oftentimes, like I said, I'm like, fuck, I, I, I got I, I to gotta get married right now. I, I, I got to buy this car right now. I have to try to figure, I need to, like, buy a rental property in the following year. I need to do, like, I need, I, in my head, I have three years to live, so I have to do everything. And I don't. I, I, nothing is guaranteed. I could go tomorrow, just like any of us could go tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow will bring. You know what I mean? But it's 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 not 
I'm not 80. You know what I mean? You wake up every day when you're 80 years old and you go, well, I woke up. So it's a pretty good fucking day. You know, when you talk to an elderly person, what's the, almost unanimously, you say to them, hey, how you doing? Well, I'm, I'm alive, so we're doing okay. Imagine being that person and then think about where you're really at. You're on the total different end of the spectrum. You're a quarter of your, the way through your life or a third of the way through your life. You got time to do what you want to fucking do. Go out and fucking rob the soda machine. That's what I'm. T- that's what I'm trying to say here. Go out to your local high school, offer to refill the vending machines, rob the fuck out of them, and take advantage of your classmates. Get involved with capitalism, and you too. Maybe one day. I'm not a millionaire yet, but I will be there eventually, God willing. You know what I mean? Hopefully, all the hard work and the agony pays off. You know. One day you too could be a millionaire and you could be out there fucking killing it. Hell, you could be the principal. You know what I mean? You never know. Life is crazy like that. So, anyway, we're about an hour and 50 minutes in. I can't fucking believe it, to be honest with you. I hope that everybody kind of stuck it out. This has been a little ranty, fun, free form. You know, I mean, again, this is Tay Judgment. We're free form. We keep it casual here. Whatever comes to mind, as vulgar as it may be or whatever, it's all in good fun, you know? And I appreciate you listening. If you've made it this far, you're a real one. Again, guys, please like, share, subscribe, spread the word. Um, You know, like I said, we've been growing pretty good the past couple months, and I want to keep the I want to keep the graphs going up. Hopefully we'll get a sponsor or two in here. If you know anybody that would love to, you know, throw a sponsorship in there. I'd be more than happy to shout people out. You know what I mean? Or do a segment with that type of stuff. But, you know, we're having fun with it. I'm still loving it. I hope you guys are loving it too. And uh, that there's my dig. So this weekend we're going riding. Nick and I rented the house another weekend. I think that this is probably going to be it. Unfortunately, there is going to be more snow uh, but I do have a uh, convention for work I got to go to and shit like that. So I don't think I'll be making it up the week after that. So this might be it, guys. But uh, I'll keep you posted. Tonight, I want you guys to go out and check out a uh, a song by... Let's just put it like this. He's a nonconformist to say the absolute least. The name of the song is Muffin Man, and I played it this weekend for Sophie, and she fucking hated it. She told me to shut it off. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The name of the song, like I said, is Muffin Man by Frank Zappa. And I tried to explain this to her, and you might, you know, Frank Zappa was, you know, a musician from the late 60s, 70s, 80s, he died in 93, I believe, prostate cancer, God rest his soul, and when you listen to the song, I mean, there's a minute and probably 10, a minute and 10 second long intro, he's fucking around, it's like listening to a podcast, really, he's just talking about the Muffin Man, it's fucking funny, it doesn't make any sense, the song does not make any sense, and this is what I try to explain to him, I go, He's fucking around to be a nonconformist, but at the end of the day, 
He's doing it because he knows he can. He's saying, fuck you to everybody around him. I'm going to do what I want. And at the same time, show them I am not just some other idiot. I am the real deal. And the version of it I want you guys to listen to is if you go to YouTube, pull up Frank Zappa, Muffin Man. There's a performance from I think it was 1977 where he's live. And I just want you to watch him play this song. He's got like a three-minute long solo. As he's playing this guitar solo, He's which, by the way, he is fucking shredding the shit out of it. As he's doing this, he's throwing, you know, people are throwing shit. He's throwing toilet paper rolls back into the audience. He's dapping up people in the front row. And this is why I love it. Because, again, he's got the same mentality of us here at the Tainted Judgment podcast. Fuck you. You just like, uh, uh, you know, what's that? B- Bulls on parade, you know, fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Same thing. We do what we want. We've got the freedom of speech behind our back. We're ready to rock and roll. But at the end of the day, we're showing you guys that we're not just some jamoke off the street with a real fucking deal. You know what I mean? So go out, listen to listen to the to the stereo album version first. Listen to how goofy the intro is, because the live version doesn't have the intro. But listen to that. Then go watch this live performance. If at the end of the live performance you don't go, holy shit, this is nuts, there's something wrong. Clearly you're not you're not seeing the bigger picture. You're not musically inclined. I mean, you know. I get it. I'm a musician. Sophie isn't. She doesn't get it at all. Certain people you just can't you can't teach this shit to. They just they will never fucking get it. You know? It's like when I listen to Al Stewart. Year of the cat. Come on, man. This is fucking this is timeless music right here. Badass. It might sound dumb and stupid and the lyrics don't make sense. It sounds like you're in a fucking fever dream. You know what I mean? Um But the music behind it is fucking intense. There's so much structure and and just immaculate execution that you can't knock it if you're a real person. And that's the same thing, like I said, we're doing here with the podcast. If you're a real person, you might not like what I have to say. But at the end of the day, you can't look at me and go... He is not fucking genuine. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't say what he's on his mind. You could never say that about us. And I want you to have the same thing. You shouldn't be worrying about nothing. Be like Frank Zappa. Not give a fuck. Say what you want. Do what you want. Be goofy and weird, but also badass at the same time. Shredding the fucking guitar like it owes you money. You know what I mean? That's our whole thing here at the Tainted Judgment Podcast. So, everybody have a great night. Like I said, either Wednesday or probably tomorrow, Tuesday, going to be recording the second podcast. I'll probably try to schedule that one so it uploads on schedule Thursday night. Time will tell. But uh, 
Thank you so much for listening. And uh, again, like, share, subscribe, rate us on uh, you know Spotify. If you can rate us on uh, iHeartRadio, please, please do it. Um, let's blow this thing up. Let's have some fun with it. And uh, let's get this out there. So love you guys. Talk to you later. Ciao.